This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. Today, you know me, I'm trying to to enhance my conversation around a, a little bit of a hot topic, and that's whether you should get a hardtail or a full suspension bike. Of course, you probably have an opinion about this. I know I have an opinion about this, but I'm also very fluid and flexible with my opinion, as always. Um, but this is a hot topic because this is in line with folks who, you know, are constantly debating whether to be in chamois shorts or not to be on flat pedals or clipped in, you know, or clipless pedals. It's an age old debate. I will go ahead and say that it is very common for folks to tell you, Hey, if you're a beginner, you should be on a hardtail. I know that was something that I was told and and it's, it's kind of one of these age old debates that I don't know, it just, it's like carried down as canon <laughs> through the mountain biking world. You know, Hey, you're a new biker. You should start on a hardtail. Friends, let me tell you, that is not the best advice that you can give someone who's a beginner. If anything, as a beginner, they should just practice and have fun. Practice, practice, practice. That's what they should be doing. So anyways, today, not to go down that whole rabbit hole, but today I am going to be talking about practicing on the bike, but I'm also going to be giving a pro and con list on things to debate and things to consider. I have, let's see, five things to consider today um, on the argument of hardtail or full suspension bike, because ultimately my answer to this is it depends. It really does. And I know that that's such an, an aggravating answer for a lot of folks, but it depends. I am not dogmatic in my approach, whether it's nutrition, fitness, mountain biking skills. I'm really, truly not dogmatic when it comes to certain things. My only thing is I just ask for people not to do extremes because usually the extremes are just not manageable or sustainable, right? But, you know, this is a debate that I just want you to reflect on. You know, the the winning argument for which bike to get will depend on what style of riding you do, full stop. All right, so let's talk about some of the differences to consider when you're trying to decide which bike to get. You know, I know for me, when I lived in North Carolina over 20 years ago, and, you know, that's when I started mountain biking, I purchased a hardtail. It was a Gary Fisher Big Sur, and I I fucking loved that bike. That bike was amazing, and it suited the terrain that I rode, which was certainly less technical and rocky, definitely less rocky, unless I was out at, you know, in Sali or whatever, but it was certainly more flowy with the occasional roots, um, not even occasional roots, with constant roots and logs, you know, that I had to basically surmount. Now, once I moved to Colorado about 10 years ago, um, and then I started writing again in about 2015, I very quickly realized that I wanted to be on a full suspension bike simply because of the rocky ass trails that are present where I live near Denver. It's highly technical here. It was a complete 180 from what I'm used to actually riding. And I mean, hell, I remember even reflecting on, you know, trails that I ride regularly now, uh, like North Table Mountain, things like that, that are are certainly, you know, rocky. Um, I remember my first time riding these trails, I wouldn't even go over like the simplest rock. 
because I freaked out. I freaked out. I was like, what the hell? What? Your bike goes over that? Like, because it was very intimidating for me to see a hard object like that versus a log. You know, a log can feel a little bit more forgiving in North Carolina because the bark usually gives away. Ask me how I know. Um, but the bark usually gives away when you're, you know, when you crash on a bike or when you crash on the log or something like that. Again, ask me how I know. But that Gary Fisher Big Sur served its purpose. It helped me learn how to, you know, position my body over the bike, which unfortunately, of course, 20 years ago, it was the wrong position because I was way in the back, way past my saddle. Uh, this is pre-dropper post era. And dropper post didn't even exist back then. Um, and full suspension bikes were relatively, you know, up and coming a little bit, they're getting a little bit more common. They just weren't as common in North Carolina, but my riding buddies at the time, you know, Gary and, and Jason, they both were on full suspension bikes and, um, and as well as a handful of other folks that I rode with, you know, everyone was on the full suspension bike except for me. Um, but would I take that back? No, quite honestly, because at the time when I was in college for crying out loud, like I had a budget of maybe like $1,500 and I got that Gary Fisher Big Sur for $1,000. And, you know, keep in mind this, this was back in like 2001. All right. Um, I don't regret being on that bike at all. I loved that bike. I did my first mountain biking clinic here in Colorado on that bike. And, you know, that was definitely one of the first times that a, a mountain bike instructor who became a friend after that, she was just like, Hey, you know, what's your budget like? would you ever consider getting a full suspension bike? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never been on one. It was like new. It was completely new. Um, but yeah, let's dive in because that's my little story and five minutes in. So yeah, good times. So the first thing for you to consider out of the five things to consider is what terrain will you be riding most of the time? If it's less technical, like I mentioned earlier in North Carolina. If it's less technical, it can be much more comfortable and fast to be on a hardtail. And the opposite is also true, okay? Both of these things can exist at the same time. So the opposite is when it's more highly technical, all right, and consists of maybe more jobs or jumps, then a full suspension bike can come in handy for being just more comfortable. So really, it's just a matter of what type of terrain are you riding on and, you know, consider that. Consider speed behind all of this. Next thing to consider is what you personally prefer. You know, both of these bikes feel way different as you ride them. And sometimes people don't even prefer the feel that hardtails give. And the opposite is also true because remember, opposites can always exist. You will get a different level of, um, what do you want to call it? Like feedback, uh, from the trail to each of these bikes as you ride them. All right. So, so that is something to consider because you're going to get a lot more feedback, a lot more pushback on the hardtail, you know, especially if you're going over more technical stuff, doing a little bit more obstacles, the suspension on the rear, on the full suspension bike is definitely going to give a little bit more and make it a little bit more cush. All right. And of course, the more suspension that you have on your bike, it's going to feel like you're riding a sofa. All right. You're just going to be very nice and cushy, you know, plus another thing to consider is the geometry of the bike, it can be way different. All right. And cause you to ride a little bit differently when, especially, especially when the rear suspension bottoms out in a full, in a full suspension bike. Okay. You learn how to handle that a little bit more differently than if you're on a hardtail. So just be prepared, but think about things that you personally prefer. What is the type of riding that you personally prefer? If you're brand new to biking, then great. Maybe it's, it's a good time to demo, 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 demo. I will say here in Colorado, it is infinitely more difficult to find hardtail bikes. They do exist, and I've seen them often 
very often in local bike shops. However, they're just going to be a little bit harder to find maybe in your size, especially in a demo fleet. So just something to consider. All right. Now, on top of that, the third thing to consider here is budget. And this is a strong consideration as hardtails, you know, Hey, like I mentioned earlier, I bought my first bike. It was a hardtail in college. I only had like $1,500 as a budget. I spent like $9.99, I think on that thing, or maybe a thousand, uh, maybe 1100. I can't remember the exact number, but it was right around there. And this is a strong consideration as hardtails are often much, much more affordable because you're not spending money on different geometry, different components, uh, more advanced components and that rear suspension. Okay. Plus I will go ahead and say in the long run, they are hardtails are easier and more cost-effective to maintain because you don't have that rear suspension, uh, to maintain and, and bleed and all that, you know, not bleed. Oh my God, what is wrong with me? But basically just maintain that suspension. All right. You just have the fork to worry about. And this is one of the reasons that they're often recommended for beginners. It's just because they can be very budget friendly and honestly, they can help you, uh, which is to my next point, the fourth point, sometimes starting on, on a hardtail, if you're, especially if you're a beginner can be a good thing for you to learn some crucial skills on the bike, like how to absorb the impacts of the trail and technical features with your legs more effectively and, and honestly more properly. Um, being on a hardtail, it can also make you choose your line more effectively since you're really trying to avoid any obstacles that are just way too extreme to surmount on a hardtail. But here's my caveat here. Starting on a hardtail is not required. All right, I'm going to repeat that. Starting on a hardtail bike is definitely not required. You can gain these skills easily on a full suspension bike. And quite honestly, often I find myself reflecting on my time when I did start mountain biking on a hardtail and I'm like, you know what? I would have gotten so much more return had I really started on a full suspension bike because it would have just been a lot more comfortable. I wouldn't have been jarred all over the place. Um, and even nowadays I have better understanding of suspension and things like that. Now, of course, if you talk to a couple of my friends who've been mountain biking for like 40 plus years, 50 years, yeah, they started on hardtails. They hardly had brakes that worked. I think they even had just one brake. Um, you know, this is something I hear them talk about all the time. Uh, shout out to you all if you're listening to this episode, but you know, you have to start somewhere. So I wouldn't think about it too much, but more importantly, I would think about full suspension in terms of if you're on technical features, great. If you're on technical trails, if you're going to be riding over rocks, things like that, then yeah, go full suspension if you can fit it in your budget. But if you do have a budget, then hey, start somewhere, get a hardtail. You can always sell it again uh, later on uh, because there is going to be a strong contingent for folks in whatever area you live in, doesn't matter. There's always going to be a handful of folks who love their hardtail bikes. I will say for me, my extra small frame, I actually didn't sell my, my frame a few, I didn't even sell it until a few years ago, like right before the pandemic hit off. Um, or actually right after the pandemic hit off, I, I actually just donated it to a local organization for kids. And you know, so if you're into that, then do that. But I will say I'm an extra small and it's not a popular size, you know, but I will say it would, it would be probably snatched up. It would have been snatched up pretty quickly had I put it on like pink bike or something. Right. All right. Last but not least, this is the fifth and final thing to consider is, you know, the weight is the weight of your bike and ultimately speed important to you. You know, hardtails, they're much, much lighter usually in weight, given that they don't have that rear suspension. All right. And they can climb like a beast. So again, this ties back into what's your style of riding? What terrain are you riding? All right. If you're doing a lot of climbing, if you're doing a lot of cross country, Hey, 
having a bike that can climb really effectively is going to be very, very uh, positive attribute for you, especially if you're racing, right? However, you're you're going to be more challenged as you go downhill when you're on a on a uh, a hardtail. All right, you're going to not be as fast on a hardtail going downhill versus full suspension. Full suspension bike, especially if it's a little bit more advanced, that's going to make you fly downhill. All right, so something to think about. So those are the five things to really consider. Again, first things first, what terrain are you going to be riding? Think about the technicality of it. Uh, next, consider what you what you personally prefer. What is your riding style? Budget is the third thing to consider. Fourth thing, hey, where are you in your mountain biking journey? Are you a beginner? Are you intermediate and advanced? Do you just like hardtails? This is something to consider, but I, I made the caveat that starting on a hardtail is not required, all right? You can gain all skills easily on a full suspension. And then last but not least, weight and racing and speed. You know, what is that consideration for you? Are you going to be racing on it? Going to be doing mostly cross country? And that does kind of tie into the technical technical trails, like what type of trails do you ride? However, you know, you have to consider it if you're racing, uh, especially cross country, then yeah, that does make a big difference. Now, I personally believe that full suspension bikes can make you feel a lot more confident. And, you know, friends... Mountain biking is mental. It is a mental game. It's a mental sport. And to have confidence on the bike is telling and can make a huge difference in your riding or, you know, hell, even your willingness to try certain features or trails, okay? Ultimately, ultimately, this is the most important thing to keep in mind, is that months and years of practice and riding are what will make or break your ability to progress, period. If you have the skills, you can freaking ride anything. This all comes down to what you prefer and how you ride, as well as what kind of trails you ride and your budget. All right. So choose accordingly. All right. That's all I have for you today, friend. I hope you have a beautiful day and also have some fun choosing your next bike. If this is an important discerning factor for you, I'm sure the next argument someone's going to ask me to debate is 27.5 or 29er. I, I can almost guarantee it the next time I do a Q and a anyways, love you all. Hope you have a beautiful day and I will catch you later. <laughs>